Welcome to Foreman Wolf on Food & Wine. I'm Tony Foreman. And Chef Cindy Wolf. And Cindy, as the baby in your family, <laughs> I know what you like. Uh-huh. You like presents. Well, you I mean, like, I, I like, you the like ho- presents. I like the holidays. Uh, you like holidays I like and the holidays. cocoa and snowfalls. Yeah, I like all the tradition. What I like is the tradition and... Losing um, snowball fights. And, a- absolutely. Doing all the fun stuff and, yeah. and uh, being with family and eating lots of good food and... Giving and, and getting presents is obviously you fun. like presents. Yeah, well, everybody does. Everybody likes to get a present. I'm terrible. I at like getting giving. Gifts. I like giving presents. Quite frankly, that's where I am in my life. I enjoy getting them, thinking about folks, and wrapping them, and and hopefully making people happy. That's what I like to do. Let me get my violin. Mm. That I, I've known you a long time. You like getting presents. Yes. People like getting presents. People love giving presents. Right. You love giving presents. It's that time of the year. We should talk about good kitchen presents. Well, food and wine gives, and some of those things might be big things world. for your kitchen. Mm-hmm. There might be things for your cellar. There might be experiences. There might be ingredients. So, what's on your what's on your shopping list? What would you what would you like to? Um, at the end, I'm going to ask you. I want you to think about this hard. At the end, I'm going to ask you, <laughs> and, and and you can ask me if you like uh-huh. what you would like to receive. Sure. Okay. Okay. Mm. But what is it in those areas? Well, you should what, know what, that I've like already started shopping. Of course you've already started shopping. <laughs> I, start, I, I buy for a lot of people with the staff and everything, so and my family as well, and for some friends. So I start thinking about it. It's a lot of things to wrap, too, because I wrap everything. So um, I start thinking about it right after. Well, I actually start thinking about it before Thanksgiving, um, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I have to keep, for the cooks, I have to keep lists from each year. So I am not, and the waiters, uh, particularly at Charleston, so I don't, you know, give them the same gift I gave them the year before. But the things that are on my list are usually, you can buy sets of pots and sets of knives, uh, which are often, you know, when you're buying retail, obviously I can buy things wholesale, so that makes it uh, much easier for me and less expensive. But I know that some things, obviously, I do buy some things retail and getting sets of things and then just breaking it up for people. You know, if, if you're getting a break on on all clad copper pan, uh, you know, pans, not copper pans, but all clad sets or Henkel sets or shun sets, whatever, um, you can break it up and divide it amongst folks. So I find that that's a very uh, a much smarter way to buy things. Um, I also like to do some not only do I like to do tools, uh, but. You know, some of the tools that people wouldn't think of, perhaps it's a certain kind of spatula or buy somebody the little tweezers that everybody uses now because, um, you know, that's that my niece would never think to buy that, I don't think. And so if I give her that, she can play around with it. It's fun. That's not the most practical gift. I would only give that to the person that I really thought loved to cook and would really enjoy it. I think giving someone, if you're talking about kitchen things to give, and maybe we can break this into units where this is about items to cook with Mm -hmm. and maybe we'll get into food and we'll get into wine in different segments that might be a good way to organize and food experiences yeah yeah Yeah. but pans people don't have they have pans that they think are fancy and they have pans they think you know look nice but they don't often have pans that really have utility functioning yeah Mm -hmm. you know a lot of times it's just like when you go to someone's home they have this tiny little cutting board out oh you know people don't use big enough things to work in a sanitary fashion sometimes. Right, yeah. And they don't use pans that are large enough or heavy enough 
to actually sear something properly or to control the heat properly mm-hmm. you know, or to not overcrowd a pan. Yeah. Well, so one year I gave my mother-in-law a, a big cruise, you know, deep skillet. And you know that's one of the most flexible things in the entire world you could possibly sure. Mm-hmm. You, you can possibly use to cook, and it will last forever. It's ceramic lined, and it's you know as long as you take care of it, it will last a yeah. long, long time, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's very hard to abuse, and you can pick cute colors and that sort of you know. But which the, is the, fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 enamel on the outside—that's a cast iron pan with enamel yeah. coating. The enamel will crack and break off. That's the, you know, yes, that pan should honestly last for many lifetimes. But you just have to be careful with the enamel. Don't bang it on something. And, you know, which, well, I mean, you have to be pretty abusive to it to chip it. But, you know, I mean, I've had enamel. I've had some of their pans. Like we use them. You know, we use their pate pans. And, you know, over time, especially at a place like a high volume restaurant, you're you're going to. But anyway, ultimately, a house shouldn't, you know, have no, any you problems would, with you, that. You, would, you wouldn't think so. But I think that's one of the more useful things that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not scary. And it's not something that has to be polished. It's not something that. Right. You know, and 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 like I said, and you can make, make lots of cute colors and that sort of thing, and it's not crazy money, um, but that I, f- I find that can be very useful, especially maybe it's someone you're giving a gift to that's just getting going or just getting into cooking or just mm-hmm. moving into a new place or, you know, and people always give people they they do give people sets of things, and then you see them you know like four years later in the cabinet still piled up in the exact same way oh, yeah. as when they got them. It's right, like, right. Oh. Well, also with, you know, with the with the pans, you know, the, if I understand, you know, you see something that costs, you know, maybe it's $300. That's a lot of money. But just think about the fact that it, if you take care of it, it'll last your whole life. Oh, at some of the copper, uh, copper that was bought, what, 1994. Right. Three pans that I use all the time and, from that group. I mean. Sure. And you can give those to your children one day. Yeah. I mean, when it's, they it's move off. Thir- you know, 30 years later. Absolutely. And Easy. And they're well, just fine again. And those are copper pans now because copper pricing has gone through the roof through this time in COVID. Um, so copper was always very expensive, but now it's even more so. But those copper pans will absolutely last for many lifetimes. So if, if you have. Well, it depends you, a little on the lining, right? Because you, you, you have to get them retinned. Yeah. You almost never see a tin. I don't see those too much anymore. I'm sure they're out there. Um, and it's very hard to find somebody that can retin them for you. Although I just recently realized that the man that redid some lights for us at one of our restaurants, he just saved a, a beautiful old cast iron gate I found for me. And um, I said, any chance you also do other work? I said, with copper maybe? And he said, yeah, I can I can retin. I can fix copper. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're a gold mine, you know, because some of my pans in my kitchen now, because I've had them for 27 years and we use them every single day, um, you know, the handle starts to get a little tiny bit loose. So we are, I mean, obviously we really use our pans hard. Oh, we take, sure. we work with respect and we take good care of them, but they, they see a lot of use. And, um, you know, I'm surprised that the handles would be at all loose, but, you know, a couple of them they are. And one of them, um, you know, even with stainless, which I had no idea, is starting to come away from the copper, which I had no idea that would ever happen. So, um, you know, th- th- but that's restaurant use. So, you know, at your house, it'll last forever. Um, yeah. Two other items on, on my list that I would that would want to give people. One is very inexpensive and one is a piece of money. One is, it doesn't have to be a large scale, but a Vitamix blender. Oh, I agree. Those things are so great. Well, they're, they're so great because the motor Oof. is great and the blades are great. And, right, right. You know, that's a high-speed blender that you can do a tremendous amount with. 
and it just changes what happens with the texture of things. It's that amazing you're going to blend. It's amazing how it just pulverizes things into oblivion. I mean, it's when it does it quickly. It does amazing. it quickly, and and it's like some yeah. of the old blenders, you, you could have something in there for a while, and it would eventually like if you put fresh herbs in there. They would cook. Oh yeah, from the heat exactly. because of the time Friction. that they spent. Exactly. You yeah. know, and these things are are so sharp and it happens so quickly. Yeah, you don't have that problem. You don't. It doesn't. It doesn't heat the yeah. product. The Vita Mix is definitely worth its price if you can afford one, for sure. And and again, that you, if you take care of it, don't drop the plastic top on the ground because it will break. But, the, but you know, if you, you can know, control you can yourself also, from doing that, you're in good shape for a long you can time. Just put the the parts in the the top and the dishwasher like in a dishwasher. No, yeah. I've never done that. But okay, well, yeah. I don't have one at home. Um, but yeah, we of course we do at work. The other thing, and you had mentioned the spatula, like. A fish spatula, a little oh, yeah. flexible them. slotted spatula, uh, right? Is with a little very fine edge to it is so useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, for lots of things. I mean, I've grabbed one to stir a pot with vegetables in but it before. It's, it's a little flexible because it was it's right there. Little, oh know, yeah. Oh, they're quite flexible, yeah. frankly. Yeah, they're made out of metal. They have a weird shape. They are slotted, as you said. The end is actually sharp. Uh, and to be thoughtful about that. And yeah, you can get a piece of fish. Well, getting back to the pan conversation, you know, you say how people overcrowd a pan because they don't have the right size pan or if they don't have a high quality pan and the pan doesn't heat correctly. One of the things that people often will say is, oh, how do you get a good sear on scallops? Well, obviously, first it starts with an excellent product. You can't buy a product that has, yeah. you know, been sitting in chemicals, which is one of the ways they preserve scallops. And that's a big problem. We buy dry pack, which means it's a fresh scallop not packed in anything. and um, But in order to get a good sear on that scallop, you need a great pan. And that spatula you just mentioned is a really sweet thing to have. It's, but it's, honestly, if they're they're not sticking to the bottom of the pan, all you need are tongs. But it is nice to have a little spatula if you're, like, trying to toss, you know, four or five of them around at once. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it, it, and honestly, they just make a giant yeah. difference in your ability to be precise in moving things around. Yeah. Also with those fish spatulas, like if you're making a crab cake, oh, it's perfect. Because, you know, if you make a loose crab cake, not one of those ones packed yeah. with breadcrumbs, which are nasty, um, you know, it's even something like that. It's so nice to have a spatula it like just, that. It helps you get yeah, all the are, little bits. Those things are a little magic. I love yeah. them. Yeah. I like fish spat very much. That that makes a giant difference. And I collect spatulas, actually. I mean, there's all kinds of cool little metal ones that you can use to for finer work at home or if you're trying to lift something off of something. Those All the little tiny ones, all the pastry spatulas, all the long ones. You can get an offset metal pastry spatula. I mean, you can do you can smooth things with them, which is what they're really for. But I mean, you can also lift a lot of things with it. So I've used those little uh, little pastry spatulas to toss scallops, uh, to turn over a scallop or turn over a small piece of seafood in a pan before too. So those are nice to have, like a tiny cake. Oh, tiny cake! <laughs> I like tiny cakes. The other thing, because I'm such an olive oil, I'm going to say it. I'm an olive oil snob. Yes, you are, right? and I get it. So and, am I. And like the. the, the the great ones from different regions of Italy, it makes a giant difference what cultivar of olives make up the olive True. oil, one, yep. Yep. and where they're grown. And, and just like wine or almost anything, there are best places to grow everything. Sure. The two that I love to give to people, that, and I would always give them as a pair, not just as one thing, because mm-hmm. you use them differently. And exactly. You, and you get, to, you get to pleasantly educate them if you want to, if you want to be... <laughs> Because that's what you do. That's okay. I (laughs) try not to be a jerk about it. Um, But it's a nice gift, actually, uh, to get two different types of excellent olive oil. Uh, That's an awesome gift. For me, I would look to Liguria in the northwest Mm, of Italy along the seacoast. Right. 
and the tajashke olives oh, that yeah. are there Yum. give really light, like small and, and faintly purple brown and a little bit like Niswa's olives, but not quite as bitter. Right. Um, but they give really gentle, beautiful, fruity mm-hmm. olive oil. And for things like a fish crudo, yeah. you know, or a raw fish preparation or uh, vegetable dishes or d- d- very simple dressings for things, mm-hmm. that can be it's fantastic. Right. right, I agree. Th- that, that's one. And the other, for me, I, yes, the, the, you know, the big frantoia oils from Sicily are very interesting, but for me, Umbria mm-hmm. and and that that you want things that they're they're bigger, they're beefier. They're, that's the olive oil that you dress a steak with. That's the olive oil mm-hmm. that you you know that that yeah that can stand up to the that, stronger flavors. That can flavors. stand up to what whatever. Yep. If I remember once upon a time cooking a chicken breast really nicely, very simply seasoned, mm-hmm. and serving it, slicing it, and just putting that olive oil on a plate. And watching you freak out about how incredible yeah, it's and like, fruity it's like, hard to believe. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's like, but this is an excellent sauce. It and is it's an olive oil sauce. out of it a is, jar. It is just <laughs> yeah. What, yeah, yeah, it's well, fun. but it's also fresh. That's oh, yeah. the that's the thing is when well, you buy these things, mm-hmm. you know what? It's great if it's from Ligorio Umbria, but don't buy it ha- being dead. You wouldn't buy like if you're going to go buy crabs at steam, you wouldn't buy dead crabs. No, you're not going to have a good result, right? Yeah, you know, smelly they result. should have. <laughs> they should have the harvest date on there. The harvest date is on the back. It's usually very, very small, and if it does not have the harvest date, um, it will say you know use until. It's always a two-year window. Ooh, right. No. It's always a two-year window. Oh my no. And it's it's you want it it's, to be like less than a year, really. It, I mean, obviously, ideally, yeah, a year is kind of the limit of where yeah, you want it to be. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. Exactly. And a lot of stores will stock this stuff and and not rotate it the way that they should, or sure. sometimes it doesn't move. And okay, th- that's a, and it's out there under lights. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like a, in in the one restaurant, we our oil, we keep it in the wine cellar. It yeah. comes in, yeah, <laughs> a refrigerated container. Well, that's because we buy know. an entire container yeah. too, right? And 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 it goes into the cellar. Yeah, yeah. you know, and Which we have great. that, and then you pour it on a plate, and it's like. Green, Gorgeous, gold, yes, and, you know, sexiness, and yeah. you can see that from the color yep. changing as the year goes along, mm-hmm. which also tells you that after that year is gone, it's done. It's done. Yeah, it's closed down. You know, it's so just like a wine. And harvest, depending upon where you are, it's going to run anywhere from you know maybe late October to January. Okay. So, yeah. But that's the, yeah. The, well, those, that's those, that's a, it's a good point, Tony, because I mean. I buy like four different types of extra virgin now. And I mean, when I first started, actually, when we opened Savannah, I didn't have any sense of that. I didn't. And yeah. that was a long time ago. That was, you know, now 29 years ago. No one talked about things like this 29 oh, years ago. Availability is much better. Right. And it is honestly because of you, because we got that first olive oil in through that wine purveyor. And you're like, this has a date on it. And, you know, we started talking about harvest. Yeah, taste and it. And, yeah, yeah that's, it was so delicious. When, when we come back, we, let's get into a few more gifts. Um, that are just food products, maybe some food experiences, um, and and as we go on down the road, we'll get into uh, wine gifts. But it's gift giving on Formidable from Food and Wine on WIPR today.
Welcome back to Foreman of Wolf on Food and Wine. I'm Tony Foreman. And Chef Cindy Wolf. And it's gift giving today. Yay. It's so fun. I hope you got me something. <laughs> not yet, Tony. <laughs> not like Not yet. Not, oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, not uh-huh. yet. So we touched on pans for a second, mm-hmm. uh, giving pans. And you didn't do, uh, you, you were going to talk about brands for a second. Yeah, let's be a little I bit. I talked about Creuset a little bit. And the other the other brand of the, the ceramic coated or the, you know, the, the sealed cast iron is, is Stobe. Stobe is great. S-T-A-U-B. I love Stobe, too. They're, they're also excellent. Yeah, the nice thing about Stobe is they have some really beautiful features on their pans. You know, they'll have, like, the chicken on top or something. I mean, they have some lovely pieces that are nice not only to cook in, obviously, but also for show, like if you're doing family style or you're having a party or whatever. So that's nice. As, as, a, as a quick aside, I used my Stobe confit pot. Oh, nice. During COVID. Oh. To make French fries. Ooh, yummy. Because that thing that's is big thick enough and tall pot. enough. Yeah. Wow, that's fun. Yeah. I like that. To, well, that's so a nice, safe who pot. Was, to... Who was a popular dad oh, during COVID? Good yeah, heavens. exactly right. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies. I'm cooking you French fries to order. <laughs> From fresh potatoes. I'm going to make Yay. you fried chicken sandwiches and French fries, okay? <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Um, but, yeah, so as far as brands, we talked about All Clad as well, which just know that they're different types of All Clad pants. They range from one quality. They're all good, but they range from one quality to a, a much higher quality. My favorite, and is I think probably the top of the line, is the copper core. And you'll see that they have a thin ribbon that's obvious of copper around the near the bottom of the pan. And um, that is many different metals sandwiched together with an inner core of copper, which is the best conductor of heat. And then obviously stainless steel on the outside. Um, so I would suggest that. But on top of that, We've also m- probably a million times on this show talked about steel pans, and I cannot tell you enough how great they are because they're unbelievably inexpensive. Oh, yeah, for the price. And, and and talk about, like, you could throw that against your garage wall if it's brick and not hurt the thing. I mean, it, 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 it they are great, but... They're only meant for certain things. You're not putting a cream sauce in there. You're not putting a no. tomato sauce in there. This is only for searing food, and you, you know, long- searing a piece of fish with like oh, nice gosh. skin. Oof! You get yeah. the best results. Perfect from that. for searing fish. Fish. Perfect for doing magre. Perfect for doing roasting a duck breast. You know, or a whole duck. You know, anything like that. But not not for any kind of cream based or fine work because it's. Mm. it's it's steel. It's the don't, it gives off. You don't know, make pancakes. Yeah, in yeah. This don't pan. no. Well, you, actually, you could, but I don't. <laughs> you could. It better be darn clean. Actually, the cru- the, the cruze, <laughs> Yeah, those are good those. For those that. give you amazing pancakes. Yeah, but the you know, and other other brands. Honestly, I don't have an affinity for anything other than for copper pots. Um, there are no other stainless steel pans that I would really want, other than maybe like if Borgio produces them or Matfer pr- produces Mo- them. I was gonna say Moviel. That's the that's oh, yeah, the one. Oh yeah, other. right. Matfer. Yeah. Right, Matfer? Borgio, Borgio, Matfer, and Matfer, Mobiel. Um, yeah, and all, all those. The big three. Yeah, those three produce the most beautiful copper pans and best quality copper pans, but they also have stainless steel lines. So I, I would go with any of theirs, but their stainless steel line might be more expensive even than all clad, which would be unnecessary if it is. Yeah, I have a couple of omelet, plans from, omelet pans from uh, Mobile oh, that, are, that mm. are copper and yeah. stainless interior. So the copper with stainless is what you're after if you're going to do the big buy. And, um, you know, get a good copper cleaner. Uh, Mobile and all those, they all make their own. Um, also, all clad makes their own cleaner and I highly oh and then the other brand um no I can't think of it I'll think of it later but it's um Heston Heston thank you Heston and I will say that uh one thing I have always touted those pans um I will say that they 
maybe don't last as long as I would have thought. So, um, but we again use them extremely hard. So I have a feeling it would be perfectly fine in your house. They are great to cook in. Um, the Nano Bond. They're, There's a different type, couple of types of Heston. They are not cheap. The Nano Bond is almost like a, almost like it's a, a non-stick pan, but it's not a non-stick pan. It, if it has an excellent coating on it, and you can really cook nicely in those they, things. They sell those things like they're selling Aston Martins. <laughs> they are you expensive. <laughs> Heston. Yeah. All right. So that's our the, primer on what to buy for pans. Yeah. Okay. Good. So be, besides, we we talked about extra virgin olive oil. Mm-hmm. Really good extra virgin olive oil is potential. Mm-hmm. Um, gifts and, and, and there are lots of other ones, but yeah. yeah, we should talk about mustard. I mean, I, I love my um, M A I L L E, right? Yeah, uh, from France, and they have all different types of mustards. Um, but their whole grain mustard and their creamy, creamy style uh, Dijon mustard are, oh gosh, I love them so much. They their creamy style can be quite spicy, almost like a horseradishy tone to it. So just be conscious of that. But I love their products, and f- quite frankly, I use Grey Poupon. And, and honestly, growing up with those Grey Poupon commercials always made me think it was kind of goofy. Um, but it is really, really, really good mustard, and it's very affordable, and it's very accessible. So if you don't have a specialty store where you can buy some of the great um, – I'm trying to think of that other uh, brand of French mustard. I think it starts with an E. But um, <clears throat> if you can't find a specialty store, there's absolutely nothing wrong with country-style whole grain uh, uh, Dijon mustard from Grey Poupon or their creamy Dijon. No, whole grain always reads a little bit sweeter and a little bit less spicy. That's the one thing to mm-hmm. just to know for your own use. Yeah, and when you talk about olive oil, then it makes me start thinking about vinegars. And, I mean, that's another thing. You know, you really want a high-quality vinegar. The, some of the really interesting... There are some really, really interesting fruit vinegars that are out there. Mm-hmm. The more elaborate they seem, probably the more ridiculous they are and oh. the less interesting the flavors are. Right. Um, be, outside of buying good balsamico, um, and, and there are so many different price points and age ranges, and yeah. th- the reality is that the older it is, yeah, well, you know, th- then... They've invested in it, so it costs more money. Right, and, it's, <clears> and <throat> you don't use, like, buckets of it to make a salad dressing. Well, that's it. You don't. That's purely yeah. a few drops to finish something. Exactly. You don't need much. It's the, so intense. The, uh, I, I can recall... Uh, visiting uh, with uh, uh, Primo Franco in uh, <laughs> I'll never forget that in Prosecco, and him just handing you a piece of Parmigiano <laughs> with a drop of fifty-year-old balsamico on it. I'm like, this is like the angels are singing right yeah, now. It was a revelation. It really was. It was just, it's I just had no idea. Salt, fat, and umami, oh, all to the maximum degree. So you know? lovely. Yeah, that's and getting to stand in the kitchen uh, in their extremely old farmhouse. Right there in the vineyards with his wife, uh, watching her make risotto was one of the my favorite moments of my life, for sure. Yeah, very special time. Yeah, it was, it was a great visit. I, I won't forget him uh, saying, "Let's kill a baby." Oh no! You recall that? <laughs> yes. He's trying to. I'm I'm speaking no. Italian with him, but he wants to speak English. He wants to practice, and he wants to <laughs> talk to everybody. And his phraseology is slightly off. And slightly. He was talking mm. about opening a bottle of Chateau Cheva Blanc that was very young. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. But that was that was a great visit. And, yeah, the, 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 you should try that. Peachy is a very good uh, the, and unbelievably expensive, but yeah. worth it, honestly. If you're doing it, then get it. You know, it's amazing, the really reductive, older balsamico. Yeah. That's, but there's, that's nothing, a drop. there's nothing wrong with buying the the entry-level stuff. That's oh, no. Just, sure. You know, it's, it, mm-hmm. that, the Italians are called balsamico condimento. 
which is literally a vinegar that has that flavor um, that you would put in a salad dressing or something like that. That and can be terrific. Speaking of Italy, I think we should talk about pasta machines because I think it's just so much fun. You make pasta at your house. I make pasta at my house. I taught my nephew how to make pasta. He now makes pasta at his house. I mean, it, it's it's such a great family thing. And I, I think it's a wonderful thing to teach your children. Um, why not teach them when they're little? They can't hurt themselves. You know, it's not like you're teaching them how to saute something at high heat or you don't really need to use a knife except for the little cutters. I mean, you do use a knife sometimes, but, you know, the adult can use the knife. It's rare. Um, but yeah, I mean, just getting a good quality hand crank pasta machine doesn't cost that much money. And, you know, they're just super fun. It, it, that's a gift for someone who is, who is into it and who mm-hmm. wants to, sure. you know, and, and it's, and it's, if it's someone whose kitchen is always entirely perfect and does, and is terrified of like flour getting in places, oh. making pasta is only second to making bread for getting stuff all over your kitchen. Right, right. Or frying. That's, huh. yeah, that's, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. that's one thing just kind of bear in mind. Right. And maybe get them a bag of double zero flour while you're at it. I think that would be a nice uh, accompaniment. Or even some of the little tools, yeah. which if you buy the brass pieces, if you buy the brass wheeled, wood handled yeah. cutters, they can be quite pricey. But again, they'll last forever. You know, I think you just have to think in terms of your tools are so important in the kitchen. And, and I, I know I'm a professional chef, and obviously I'm going to say something like that. But you're only, you're only going to buy them one time. Exactly. Why? And why you take care of yes, them. Yes, so. exactly. And so that's that's the thing. That's why I can't encourage you enough to buy the best quality you can afford um, with any kitchen equipment. Someone gave me the gift of um, fresh saffron from Iran. Mm. Like a big, looks mm. like, a, like a giant a compact... Gift. You know, uh, makeup compact of okay, yeah, of uh, saffron, and the way it's packed. I mean, it's like strand by strand. It's oh wow, on I'd like to see that. Like a, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But the person's from Iran and nice, beautiful, and gift. and brought this in. Oh my wow. gosh, yeah. And the and the the containers usually from Iran are absolutely gorgeous. The containers themselves can be works of art for sure. So uh, making a, a little potato puree. Uh, for the girls, <sighs> oh gosh, with mm. that and having it be like golden, and have that 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 interior perfume that, and saffron's such a particular thing because it's not like an in your face, right? It's pervasive. It's not something. It's not an in your. It's not like you're adding rosemary to something, where it's like boom, here yeah. you go. Here's that piney rosemary flavor or scent right on top. It is behind, underneath, and it pervades everything. As long as you don't use too much of it, that yeah. is accurate. Yeah, and my brother-in-law is from Iran, and I gave him an ounce of saffron for Christmas last year, and I was just at their house uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I saw that container, and I'm like, because I use that saffron all the time, and he hasn't used much of it, and to see it almost a year later, I'm like, oh, Oh, wow, I can't believe you haven't used this by now, but um, it is still perfectly fine to use. It's just very different, Um, but uh, yeah, saffron is positively one of my favorite things to work with. There's no question, and it's because of him and learning from him how to make Persian food and and um, and eating his mother's cooking, uh, you know, when, when I was younger, which was a great opportunity. Um, but yeah, I, that's one of my favorite ingredients to work with. As a side note, Odalite suggested pasta to me to make. This is her idea. <laughs> she wants the yellow pasta, meaning not just the eggs, but the <laughs> saffron in the dough. And <laughs> oh. raviolini. Ooh. But the fillings, she wants, she wants fresh ricotta, which is normal. Good, sounds but good. But she said, Dad, instead of herbs, can it be walnuts? 
Oh, that's very smart. Like, oh man, good for you. That w- how fruity? Oh. Like if you just do that and dress it with oil? <laughs> yeah, ground. How you know how fruity would that? That would be pretty. Would that be nice? Yeah. Smart girl. Anyway, that's that's not oh. so bad. Not a bad idea for six year old. <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> that's cute. So, anyway, how, how about other food products? What else do you think is an interesting gift? You know, I think just a basket full of goodness. You know, one thing, strange thing that's happening right now is kosher salt is not available. So if you have kosher salt, it's like gold right now. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe a, a, you know, a thing, a starter kit or, or just or a... sea salt. Yeah, yeah, a supple- nice. yeah, a supplemental sort of thing where you give people a little container of sea salt, you give them a thing of kosher salt, you give them black peppercorns, maybe you give them a small tin of saffron. Um, a, a little bottle of Tabasco, a little chili powder, you know, things that, that you think that cook would use. Um, and then the other thing is, is I think that giving people cheese for Christmas is awesome. And it's also kind of a traditional thing to do. Stilton, of course, is at its best during uh, the Christmas season. And there are a lot of places that you can buy. And you can buy through Neil's Yard Dairy online. Um, you could buy a small piece. You could buy a big, you could buy a whole, I, don't, I think you can buy a whole wheel. I know I can. Gufanti, you can't buy in the states properly. No. Um, the the great you yeah. know the the great cheesemonger in, uh, in north northwest of Italy, but you can buy almost all of their stuff through Italy now. Oh really? Yeah. Oh that's cool. So like the the, the amazing pecorinos oh, from they're, Umbria. They're, their cheese is the, the best. The stuff from Sardo. The I mean, I saw you. I, I showed you the photos of that cellar. I mean that cave is yeah nuts. Yeah. But you, but yeah, there's there's beto you can get, which is impossible to get normally in the state. There's all kinds of stuff. That's fun. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think a basket of goodness is just lovely, and also a basket that someone can use, obviously, and would like. As far as other food, I mean, obviously, the ultimate gift would be to give someone truffles. Um, you could buy a small amount of truffle, uh, but th- that's like the l- most luxurious. Or you can buy caviar. You could buy smoked salmon. But I think the staples, you know, having um, even finding like super special tomato puree. Um, again, it's kind of what that cook Tom- does. Tomato tomato puree to to use if you don't have like summer tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Found one because this this summer was complicated for us, so I had to find a tomato puree. Antonella. Oh, good. Yeah, Antonella, spelled just like it sounds. Okay, good. Um, best tomato puree like out of a, a bottle that I've ever. Okay, good. I've ever seen by far, ever tasted by far. And you have a favorite type of dried pasta. I just got some pasta the other day that was absolutely ridiculously good, but I, I don't um, know the name of it. Um, but the, I know you the, have a couple the, of dried the, pastas the, the, that you lot, like. There are lots now. What you want is something that is that is dried in the sun, that's seasoned with sea salt, that's made with durum wheat, and is is cut with bronze dyes. Mm-hmm. All of okay. the all of the best producers. <laughs> that's that's the case. Well, there, I, there, there there are a lot of them now. That's. We should, we should take a little break real quick. And when we come back, let's do a little more on gift giving. And we got to get into wine. Yes. We, gotta, we have to get into the wine into booze. You know, that's <laughs> what, what, what's Former Wolf on food and wine without a oh, we, couple of drinks? We'll do that. On WIPR.
Welcome back to Foreman and Wolf on Food and Wine. I'm Tony Foreman. And Jeff Cindy Wolf. And Cindy, are there any, before we get into the important stuff, are there any more yeah. food products, food experience? Food experience. Pe- people give a lot of gift <coughs> certificates. Mm-hmm. But, and that's, that's, that's awesome. very nice. And mm-hmm. that, that just means we're underwriting that, you know, you're going to visit this place that's and have cool. this experience. And that's very cool. Right. Um, sometimes I wonder... We have people that uh, that that give uh, tickets to wine tastings. Mm-hmm. That's in, a nice one. In good shops, that's an awfully nice one, or, mm-hmm. or a course. Mm-hmm. Um, we have people that will give tickets to a wine dinner to a couple of sets of friends. You know, things like that. Yeah, that's great. I, th- I think also one of the ways you can help someone is if you know they're going to travel. Usually, if people are going to Europe or going on a big vacation, you'll probably have talked to them about it. You know, or you'll have an idea that trip is coming up for them. Buy them one of their dinners there. I mean, that to yeah. me, I mean, honestly, uh, when I travel, if someone bought one of my dinners, I would be so thankful. Um, it would allow me to do something else on top of that. Or, or you know, it's it's an experience. Or maybe you know of a place. It's your favorite place. Like, let's just say people always ask you and I, both of us, you know, where should we go when we go to Europe? And um that's also a way to share your own knowledge. You know, I ate at this great place when I was in Rome, and so why don't I buy their dinner for them when they're there? So I think that would be absolutely amazing. Um, or, you know, some part of that experience, food a food part of the experience on a trip. Um, I think that would be great. And also, um, you know, cooking classes, for sure, if, you know, locally or something. That's a wonderful gift if you know of a place that you like that you think the person would enjoy that. And, uh, yeah. I think those are great gifts. Yeah, no, th- those are those are all cool things to do for people. It's for probably certain. a little off the for off certain. the chart, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems it, like maybe it might be fun. Yeah, if you if you can get it to work out, then mm-hmm. then that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. They won't forget that. That's for sure. All right. So, what wine are we gifting, Tony? Well, I can't wait to hear. Oh, I mean, there there, there are lots of things. You have to know who you're giving it to. Mm-hmm. Well, like with everything, right? Um, there's a certain amount of uh, trusting the merchant. Is a big deal um, because you're probably going to walk in and, and you may come up with one idea, but there may be other other ideas that are interesting, better, seem more attractive that are in front of you. Uh, what I'm going to say is, um, champagne is a very common gift, and but champagne is not just wine from champagne. For a lot of people, it's other sparkling wines. Mm-hmm. And there are excellent producers of other sparkling wines. And we, I know we just talked about last week sparkling wine in general and champagne for the holidays and all that sort of business. But giving it as a gift, um, there, there are some things that quality for price, um, that, like more towards the entry level, there's an Italian producer, Ferrari, spelled just like the cars, hmm. um, that quality for price right now from Trentino is excellent. Oh, good. I would look at that. Uh, there's a producer of... Uh, which used to be thought of as Cava, but now it's part of an association that makes Conca, which is sparkling wine from Spain, from Catalonia in particular. Uh, and uh, Raventos <laughs> is, uh, is an excellent producer. And there's a whole line of, of things at different price points. Um, the, the Denit, D-E-N-I-T, um, two words, uh, Rosé, is an awfully, that's, that's a pretty charming one to give, and it's not a, it's not a big piece of money. Once you get into champagne, take the time and think about style with the person. 
Are they going to want something? Usually you're going to go one of two directions. You, you're going to want something that's bright and pretty and, and clean and long. And there are people that appeals to for sure. And there are people who want big, rich, biscuity, you know, toasty like Krug. champagne. Look, Krug is one of those. Yeah. Bollinger is one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the first ones, uh, a Blanc de Blanc is what you're after. Mm-hmm. So things like Tatinger or, uh, you know, um, Lamandier, you know, that, 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 kind, of, that kind of thing. Um, but there are lots of small growers. Uh, there's an excellent one, uh, Mousset, spelled just like Mousse. Mm. With, an, with an accent on the E at the end. Mousset is a small family that makes excellent champagne. It's in that bigger, you know, l- robust, almost fluffy sort of style, very Pinot-driven. Is that their name, Mousset? Mousset. Last name? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, and th- there are several different bottlings that, that are out there at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, Ebert is another one that's maybe more in the middle, H-E-B-E-A-R-T. Um, of the bigger houses, uh, price quality right at the moment uh, the big surge that I've seen in the last couple of years is quality at Laurent Perrier. Oh, good. Um, that that, and that is much more Pinot Chardonnay balanced. So, if it's an all-purpose, you know, you want you want someone is going to appreciate a glass of good, really good cold champagne. That's that's non-vintage. That okay. Once you get into the vintage-dated stuff and the prestige stuff, you're kind of you're kind of on your own, mm-hmm. you know. That's well, and also when you talk about something like the Krug or the Boulanger, I mean, those are things that can stand up to some real food, whereas the lighter, the Laurent, Laurent Perrier well, or whatever, you yeah. know, isn't that sort of more aperitif or Laurent Perrier can do a lot of things, and Blanc de Blanc can do a lot. It, it's a matter of what kinds of flavors. Intensity is not a problem for any of those wines. Mm-hmm. Okay. The question is, would you rather have Krug with caviar or would you rather have it with, you know, foie gras? Right. Maybe the foie gras, maybe yeah. the, 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 the darker flavors, the more biscuity flavors, those things maybe make sense for that. Maybe the, you know, a blanc de blanc for the caviar to really have the sharpness to show mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. that that salt and that, you know, that umami flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's what you want there. That sounds good. So. And reds? So many things. Um, wh- where you are in, in, in the world of vintages is is because of climate change is it's a different it's a different place you know mm-hmm. it's very simply a different place so you have a you don't have lots of potholes in vintages in europe a lot of 21s are pretty mixed especially in france that's be careful about that otherwise the last several years have been strong oh good um and that and, and 21, if you're going south into France or if you're going into Italy, it's it's not as weak, you know. Spain runs more with France as far as vintages go. Um, on the, at pretty universally, 2020, which is a lot of what's in the market at the moment, uh, 2020 is strong. Okay. Like West Coast and, and a lot of Europe as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know the, what people like, more or less. Um I like to give people things they don't always drink, but I think that they're going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So if they're a cab drinker, maybe I will get them a bottle of Bordeaux. Okay. You know, if they're a Pinot drinker, then maybe I'll find them a bottle of Burgundy. Or, a, <laughs> a, or honestly, a, a very good purchase, really interesting Pinot Noir comes from the Alto Adige in Italy, which and it's more like Burgundy as far as its profile. But some of the producers make really great qualitative stuff for the price. One producer is Hofstadter. 
another is Colterenzio. Mm. Um, the 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 proper German name for Colterenzio is less attractive. So oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe 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 not to the <clears throat> people in that village, but yeah. I've been there in a long time. Yeah. Go there on your next but, vacation. Oh, that's the Dolomites. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's gorgeous. That's, mm. Yeah, what about so? What about like a cocktail or or something fun for? Well, I mean, they're, they're, how do you give gift whiskey. a cocktail? <laughs> you know, you you give a you, bottle and you give, you give the mixers. I mean, you okay. give ingredients. You could mm-hmm. you could you know you could find a cocktail book and and give a couple of ingredients that make sense with that. Right. Make a write down the recipe. There, there's for them. there's a little shop right near Charleston uh, Curiosity that always has interesting cocktail books and that sort of thing. That's right. Yeah. You know, she's always got cool stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can. You know, find an interesting bottle of bourbon or an interesting bottle of gin, or you know that th- there there is a lot interesting going on in spirits these days, and that invites people to be playful. Um, I mean, if it's if it's me, I mean, you know, I'm a curmudgeon, so it's like malt whiskey or <laughs> cognac, or you know that that's that's more my. People don't give me those things. You could give them the molds to make those crazy ice cubes that everybody makes now too. That would be a good gift if the if the person is doing that, you know. Yeah, that's see, I'm enough for curmudgeon that 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 ice cubes for soda pop, right? You know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> or for a gin and tonic. Well, when but it's this gift degrees. isn't for you, Tony. It's for other people. I'm not thinking okay. about other people, Cindy. <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> let's be realistic. People are going to give me these gifts anyway. <laughs> a wine tool, a really good wine tool, is a good gift. A wine stopper a w- a or wine one of those key. pump things. That's a good gift, right? Well, yeah. I don't know. What Honestly. If you really like someone and they care about wine and they don't, they just don't drink that much. A Corvan system. That's really great. Yeah. A Corvan system. Well, that's that's know. what I, I still haven't that's, used mine. That's, that's a nitrogen replacement system. So yeah, you can you can have a bottle, literally open, quote unquote, for thirty days and not have the fo- the quality fall off, mm-hmm. and be able to have you know three ounces here, two ounces there. Six so the Corvan is a little device that you put on top of the wine bottle. It has a fine needle because the guy that invented it was yeah. a doctor, right? Yeah. And it just it opens up this tiny, tiny opening, and you go right through the cap and the cork with this needle, and you can pour out a glass, which is why you can keep the wine for, as you say, 30 days. I didn't know it was 30 days. That's good to know. Yeah. After that, it begins to fall off. Okay. If it's if it's older and more delicate, it may be a little bit shorter than okay. that. Yeah. Corvans are great because, you know, like I, I live by myself. I, I, I never drink wine, really, ever unless I have people over because I'm not going to open a bottle of wine and and I did buy one of those I still haven't used it yet but it would be nice to be able to have a glass of wine and not feel like I just wasted a bottle of wine because I only you know I just wouldn't open a bottle for myself that's because it's not going to happen so now the Corvin is nice so and also it allows you to open different bottles of wine uh, you know, maybe you open two instead well, that, of that, one that, because that's the thing is you're you, not you, opening the wine can, and pardon me you're pouring from the wine let me rephrase you can, that have one thing for uh, sparkling wine it does not work the same no, way right okay that you're gonna have to drink it all yeah with champagne well that i can do <laughs> no 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 i've I'm met just a kidding. few people that can do that <laughs> frankly i've definitely met a few that can do that um I, I mean i think the other thing giving people courses classes um and opportunities to train mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. um if you know they're traveling uh, setting them up in a tour or something like that. Uh, I know on the West Coast, a lot of times you have to pay for tasting, so that's something that you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm. But I, I, that's. I, I think, didn't know you had to pay for tasting yeah. on the West Coast. And, Interesting. 
a, a lot of the famous Napa producers and whatnot. Yeah, you have to. Oh, okay. It's it's kind of a it's That's kind of a wild thing. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't that I way. I don't think once we've ever paid for a tasting anywhere, have we? Well, no, but we're also in the trade. So. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, that's. Okay, it's we're special. Oh, oh I had no idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that that being said, that that's not that's not the case in, in a lot of the rest of the world. But mm. you know what? The other thing I would give people something interesting after dinner. Yeah, it's that extra little something that amaro. Mm. You know, it, mm. not just whether it's or dessert wine. You know, maybe a, they don't buy it for themselves. Of, exactly. You know, so exactly. that's a nice gift. It's 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 a it's a, a bottle of port or. If you're giving port, if you're giving vintage port, um, you may want to give a half bottle because a bottle of port is a big commitment. You're going to open that for a lot of people. Yeah. Usually a serving of port is about three ounces, uh-huh, right. which means that's eight, that's eight people or four really drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On sweet wine. Or two Blech. on the floor. <laughs> um, yeah, on sweet wine, which is never not great. Not for you the next day. Not great Sunday morning, right? So. Um, <sighs> But, uh, you know, something like the half bottle of Sauterne <laughs> or um, uh, some kind of uh, – some of the a half bottle of champagne that's sweeter. Yeah, that would be fun. That can be, you know. Mm, that, uh, I like that, yeah. That a house that I don't always love their wine, um, but the, 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 some of the big houses make very good sweet champagne because that's kind of the way their style has gone anyway. So – uh, Clicquot's white label. I was just, I was waiting for you to say Clicquot. You know, okay. Uh, Mom right. uh, Couron Vert, mm-hmm. which is a, the green label, <clears throat> which is that green sash uh, bottling. So, Tony, on a slightly different topic, what gift would you like? What would you love it if someone gave you? Do you want something ridiculous? Yes. I don't know why, but I want oh. <laughs> a nutcracker and some really good walnuts. Like a uh, like a real the... like sit by the fire. Oh, that's nice. I crack like that. walnuts. Huh. Drink a little brandy. That's a good. Well, that's easy. Say enough. What are your things that I'm capable of? Mm-hmm. You know. How about you? <laughs> I love. I used to collect nut crackers. Actually, never actually used one though. Um, I, you know, I I think for me, I I love uh, some of the Asian knives, and I always use an eight inch chef's knife. Um, I don't have a nine inch and I certainly, I, I have a 10 inch chef's knife because I have to use it for cheese. It was actually made for me by um, Bloodroot Blades down in, in Georgia. Um, so I do have a 10 inch, but I would like to have a high quality 10 inch chef's knife, which is quite an investment, but um, that would be that would be the, I can never remember how to say it. It's quite coochie or coochie or whatever it is. It's one of those wonderful Asian brands and it's you, the Damascus blade and it's they're, they're just gorgeous. I have two of their smaller knives. And I have a funny feeling you may have to buy this for yourself. Thanks, Tony. You're welcome. Trying to say I don't have any friends I'll, or family I'll, members I'll, that would I'll, give me a really I'll get nice you some gift. Almonds. <laughs> I didn't ask you to give it to me. I said nuts for you, lady. <laughs> God. That's all we have time for. And so if you want to listen to this program or any one of our other podcasts, go to the WIPR website. It's WIPR.org. Look for the former Wolf page. And there should be a delightful menu of goodies there for you to choose from. If you want to email correspond with us, write us at formerwolf at WIPR.org. If you want to follow Chef Cindy Wolf on social media. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook as Chef Wolf. My Instagram is the real Tony Foreman. And thanks for listening. Happy Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>